0: Trigger warning, Death and Friends is not a podcast for the light of heart. Many dark and
1: serious subjects will come up. Listener discretion is advised. On today's episode of Death and Friends... Oh, they say uh, God himself could not sink this (laughs) ship. All right, Alright. Here we go. Death
0: comes home. Welcome back, Skeleton Army. My name is Angel, and this walkin' talkin' disaster is named Nash.
1: Relative to what?
0: Hmm, good question. Let's say
1: relative to today's episode. Haha, <laughs> neat. Fear me, Carnival Cruise Lines.
0: I feel like you got a...
1: Uh...
0: <sighs> I got chilly in here, didn't it? The Okay, I've been informed that you need to paint the picture...
1: It's April 14th, 1912, and we are in the crow's nest on this cool little boat called, uh, the Titanic. It's clear, but a cold night, and the sea is calm.
0: We've been at sea for four days, which seems like the perfect chance to stop giving a fuck about work and take a wee little nap.
1: What if we miss something?
0: Like, like what? Some rich girl getting dicked down in the back of a 1912 Renault-type CB town car? That's specific. Well, it's happening. Uh, so, it's over there. Look.
1: Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh.
0: oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. The suspension is really being worked on that 1912 Renault Type CB town car.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It, it is. Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. wow. Look where her leg is compared to her arm. No. Yeah.
1: Whose hand is that?
0: I don't know. It's darker than the rest of them. <laughs>
1: Alrighty, righty. Is that a third?
0: So I'm going to pretend that that's not happening with my eyes closed. So I'm just going to do that. Uh-huh.
1: How about instead I tell you about the owners of the ship?
0: I am attempting to disassociate. Please allow me to do so.
1: The Titanic is built and operated by a British shipping company called the White Star Line.
0: The Titanic is built and operated by the fucking worst time. Go ahead.
1: It was founded in 1845 as a way to promote trade between Australia and England, which increased significantly in 1851 when they, and this is in quotes, discovered gold in Australia.
0: Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I think this is under, hang on, checking the yep. thesaurus here. Okay. Yep, classic white people shit.
1: And in true white people shit fashion, immigration of Brits to Australia led the population of Australia to triple in just three years.
0: You can lead the Brits to gold, and in return, they will hear me out. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Do you uh, hear about this? Yeah. They'll ruin the entire culture.
1: Exactly the same as horses.
0: Exactly. Like, wait a second. Say horses?
1: Yeah. I
0: don't think you know. I think you're using that word wrong. I don't think you know what horses are.
1: Whatever horses, whatever. It's irrelevant. So in addition to starting off sort of badly, the White Star Line continues to suck major donkey balls when, in 1854, a ship they commissioned, the RMS Taylor, which was also the largest ship ever built at the time, sinks on its maiden voyage just days after setting sail. Less than half of the passengers survive because, and this is true, safety precautions were not taken.
0: This sounds weirdly familiar to you. Surprise! Ha ha! a ah. our good friend Foreshadowing.
1: Hey, buddy. White Star Line pins the entire thing on the ship's owners, calls it a day, builds a few more ships to take its place. Classic. If you're wondering if the White Star Line still exists today, I'm super happy to tell you that the answer is yes. I'm even more happy to say that if you've ever taken a vacation cruise, you've probably been on one of their ships because after a series of mergers, White Star Line is today called drum roll please The Carnival Cruise Lines
0: No shit.
1: Yes shit. Seriously? I got murdered twice just following those text threads through history. I'm sorry, you what? Don't worry about it. Or do. I'm not your boss.
0: Okay. Somehow there's a lot of candles in here now. Mhm. Okay, the managing director of the White Star Line in 1907 is a man called Bruce Ismay. If you're like, wait a second, isn't that <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the guy with the mustache? <laughs> yes. It's mustache man. Yes. One night he gets together with his buddy Lord William Peary, who owns the Harlan and Wolf of a shipyard. That's that's with two Fs, that's how it's spelled. Sure. They charge by the letter, and these men are so rich they're like, fuck it, let's just fuck up an entire language.
1: Add an extra one.
0: They literally have fuck you money. One of the some of the, the F is is part of, Wolf of a, And of course they go. Hey, what if we built like a bigger ship than our rivals? Because apparently white men throughout history, were bored. There's a dick joke in here somewhere. They decide to create three ships, the middle of which is the Titanic. It takes a full year to fully frame the ship and another nearly two years to finish construction. When it is finished in 1912, it is the largest man-made object ever built. Okay,
1: so this whole thing is a dick joke.
0: Okay. Here's the thing, the Titanic and its sister ships are built in Belfast in Northern Ireland.
1: Taking one brief second to remind you, if you've forgotten, that for this period, 1909-1912, through Ireland was still unified and under British rule. Okay, everybody good? Okay, ready, go.
0: Belfast was a large shipping port in the day, but there was simply no place to build the biggest ship the world had ever seen. So they spent two years literally redrawing the land and the port in order to prepare for the Titanic to even be built.
1: In case you were wondering if all problems could be fixed with enough money, rich people were out here redrawing Ireland's map just to build a really big boat.
0: So. We're just saying, if Jeff Bezos wanted to fix climate change, give everybody a living wage, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, he absolutely could. And he would still have a few billion left over. He just doesn't want to.
1: Here's a thought. What if we all just built a really big boat for the rich and just pushed it out to sea?
0: So, like... Like a cruise line? Like a regular cruise line?
1: It gets to be like a fucked up game of keepy-uppy where we just constantly have to keep pushing them back out into the Atlantic Ocean. It's not a bad idea. No, I I don't hate it, to be honest.
0: Same. Agreed. (laughs) In order to make all this new land for the port, they hire workers to dig in the mud with spades by hand and make a new canal out into the open waters. The mud they remove from that canal becomes the land that stretches out with it. All this is done by hand. Did I mention that part? The part that it was done by hand? Goddamn
1: bespoke (laughs) canal. (laughs) The most artisan canal ever made. One of those Etsy canals. They aren't even done yet. In 1909, they have a port large enough, sure, but they need a place to build it all before it's water ready. So, again by hand, they build the largest gantry the world has ever seen.
0: You know what? starting to see the whole dick thing
1: see that's what i'm saying history 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 history's mysteries
0: mysteries mysteries.
1: (laughs) where is king tut's penis ireland where is it
0: where donde esta aquí donde esta tut's penis
1: definitely a key (laughs) Construction of the Titanic itself would kill eight workers directly and result in over 200 accidents, 28 of them serious. Fatalities include falls from staging, <laughs> shock from broken bones, or in the case of 43 year old James Dobbin, being crushed to death by a falling timber when the ship was put out of the water.
0: <laughs> result over 200 accidents, 28 of them serious. <laughs> the jump up in tempo, just like, just, mmm. Jesus Christ. Thank Hell God yeah. for Mimi noise. <laughs>
1: We're going to need it by now. Butter? Butter?
0: The Titanic is designed to be the largest, most luxurious thing afloat. It costs $400 million in today's money to build it, so they spared no expense.
1: Well, except for the lifeboats. The what? Don't worry about it. We'll we'll get to that.
0: As part of the ship's design, they built a series of watertight bulkheads in the hull, with the idea that if the ship started taking on water, four of the bulkheads could be flooded and the ship would stay afloat. More... The ship would have time to call for help if she went under. Unfortunately, those bulkheads were watertight, just mm. gorilla so great, just, mm. but not from each other. Meaning that once water was above the bulkhead ceiling, it would start to flood the neighboring compartment, thus rendering all of this entirely useless.
1: Oh, but I thought, I thought it was unsinkable.
0: Yeah, well, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: The whole episode
0: ends. (laughs) That's it. That's the episode, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to you, our favorite listener. We have a website now. uh, (laughs) Patreon. Season three. Season three. Here we go. This has been a Neighbory Inc. podcast. So there's no documentation that the White Star Line ever said that it was in fact unsinkable.
1: Wait, really? Because I thought...
0: Oh, you thought? Yeah, I did. That's your problem. You thought. (laughs) This episode's rude as hell. Interesting. Interesting that you thought. Wow. No, here's the thing, though. You're not alone, because literally everyone believed it. A bunch of passengers sent letters to their loved ones citing its, quote, unsinkability. One of the White Star Line's publicity brochures states that it was, quote, designed to be unsinkable. Which they say isn't the same thing as saying it is, in fact, unsinkable.
1: Let's get a lawyer's opinion on this. Jen? Yes, that is correct. It is not the same thing. If you're wondering why we have a lawyer present during this recording, it's because... The remainder of this sentence is being redacted due to ongoing litigation. But I... No. Just, just keep going, guys.
0: Okay. When the VP of the New York branch of the White Star Line was asked about the ship being in trouble, he was like, and this is a quote, We place absolute confidence in the Titanic. We believe it is unsinkable. Even though, as he was saying those words out loud, the Titanic had quite literally already sunk. So, you know.
1: Well, I mean, if it had already sunk, and I guess he was right. (laughs) Couldn't sink again.
0: Titanic 2, Electric Boogaloo.
1: Um. So after a brief test, the Titanic is declared seaworthy on April 2nd, 1912. It leaves from Southampton, England, pops quickly over to Cherbourg, France, and then finally to Queenstown, Ireland, which is modern-day Cove, Ireland, to pick up its last would-be victims.
0: Wow. That was a lot. Between the switching of accents and the last victims. (laughs) Jesus, Nash.
1: Season three, baby. The ship departs the aisles for New York City on April 10th with roughly 2,224 passengers and crew. Ticket
0: prices on board range from, and this is adjusted to today's prices, $117,000. For the best of the first class to about $440 for third class cabin. But each cabin in the whole ship still boasted its own running water and other amenities that some of the third class immigrants might not have even had at home. Including lots of food.
1: The goal of the Titanic and its sister ships, the Olympic, which was used in World War II and decommissioned in 1935, and the Britannic, which sank in 1916 after being used as a hospital ship in World War I, was not only to be a luxury cruise liner, but also a source of helping and profiting on Irish immigration to America. Despite the very rich being on board, most of Titanic's revenue is third-class ticket sales.
0: I want to comment on the immigration thing, but I'm distracted by the sister ships. Two out of three, sinking in infancy. God damn!
1: It's almost like things that weigh 46 tons do not want to be afloat. Anyway, it's smooth sailing for Titanic right through the evening of April 14th, 1912, and it is about 20 minutes before midnight.
0: We're traveling at 22 knots through a known ice field. So smooth.
1: The ocean is completely calm, and the sky is only lit by stars. There's no moon.
0: Wow, well, it's actually it's lovely. It's
1: nice. And it would have been, except... It was a deadly combination. With no moon, there's very little light to use as navigation, and a calm ocean means there's no wave or foam to show objects in their path. So the only way the iceberg becomes known to the men in the crow's nest is by the absence of stars directly in front of them.
0: Frederick Fleet and Reginald Lee are the lookouts on duty tonight. They would later testify that they may have been able to see the iceberg sooner They had been given binoculars, though it is unclear according to experts whether it would have helped at all, given the night's conditions.
1: Maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. But goddamn, maybe try? Just in case?
0: (laughs) So Frederick rings the bell in the lookout three times for ice, and the command is given to go hardy starboard. The ship bears left.
1: Ships use stage directions apparently because they're very dramatic.
0: Quiet, you. And the Titanic misses the exposed iceberg by centimeters. (gasps) All is well. But not below deck.
1: It takes about 60 seconds to scrape along the berg, which immediately opens parts of the hull along the starboard side.
0: The collision, which would have been most obvious to third-class passengers and anyone in a very below-deck compartments working on fueling the ship. upon the first class, if you were paying attention, you might have felt a little tickle. Just a wee little...
1: Oh, Anyway, it's pretty clear moments after the crash that the unsinkable Titanic is, in fact... Sinking, and quickly, Alanis Morset need not apply.
0: It's, it's like 10,000 10, spoons, spoons when all you need, need is a lifeboat. Is a
1: lifeboat. <laughs> the ship comes to a halt some distance from the iceberg while the damage is assessed. Unfortunately, at right around midnight, the captain, Edward J. Smith, learns that five of the compartments are currently flooding, and some of them very quickly.
0: The designer of the ship, Thomas Andrews, is also on board and is summoned. And he's very optimistic, he's just a real optimistic guy, and he gives the Titanic like an hour, give or take. Yeah. He's like a mechanic just getting off lunch with a rag in his hands. He's like, ah, eh,
1: I'll give it like an
0: hour. Just an
1: hour? Just an hour.
0: You gonna do this cash or?
1: <laughs> Distress calls go out to ships in the area. The Frankfurt and Titanic sister ship, the Olympic, both reply, but they're too far away to help. The Carpathia, a Cunard line ship, replies and changes her course to reach the Titanic. But she's about three hours away. If you're keeping score at home, you've done the math, and you know that that's way too late.
0: Hey, uh, is that, um... Mm. Is that a ship? Like, right over
1: there? Yeah, yeah, sure is. Um... Why can't it help us? The radio guy's asleep. What? That ship over there is the Californian. They were the ones that warned us of ice in the area, like just a little while ago and we were kind of dicks about it they've stopped for the evening because of you know all the ice and the radio guy just he went to bed he, he's asleep by now
0: so the californians was like hey dude just watch out man there's like a lot of ice over there and we're like shut up bitch yeah and now we're like help us and like the dude's like i'm gonna take a nap because you know what i feel really distressed after being called such names that were sexist so like good night bro
1: in truth, the Titanic was literally like, we know, we knows there's ice in the area. It's the North Atlantic Sea. We, we, we get it. And the guy was like, fine, I don't have to be here. The radios were not required to be monitored for 24 hours. So the guy just was like, I'll go to bed then. Fuck you. And he did. End of story.
0: Can we give some other kind of distress signal? Like, I don't know, fireworks or something? Just some...
1: Okay. We are doing that. But also everyone on board the California just thinks we're having some kind of party. In a little bit... They'll see our lights kind of go out and dim, and they'll just assume we've turned a little to avoid some ice.
0: But we'll be sinking, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: We'll be sinking. Neat. So, it's evacuation time. The order's given to load the lifeboats, and everyone that's made that decision knows immediately they're condemning just just a bunch of people to die. But it gets worse. It gets worse? It gets worse.
0: Worse? Worse. Worse now. Worse. Worse, Josh? Worse. Jen from Legal?
1: Worse. And I'm counting this as a billable hour. The order is given for women and children first, and that order is interpreted in two different ways on either side of the ship. The first is women and children only, and the other side allows men to board after women and children if there's room. The lifeboats begin to board, and the first one, which has a capacity of 65, leaves the dock with 27. 27. 27.
0: Now, if you're wondering why, that's less than half full. Because there were zero trainings on lifeboats for the crew or guests. See, the crew loading boats were afraid that the divots wouldn't hold the weight on the way down to the ocean, and they also really didn't know what they were doing. So, the passengers were like, not gonna lie, seems safer on the big ship than the little ones right now.
1: By 1am, the sinking is becoming very, very apparent as water starts to flood into the rich people parts of the boat. Everyone starts to panic. Men start trying to board the lifeboats to varying degrees of success.
0: This whole thing is a metaphor for the U.S. economy. Yes. One of those men is Bruce Ismay, who you might remember being the fucking chairman of the White Star Line. Rich bastard.
1: By 2 a.m., Captain Smith releases the crew from duty. Only a few of them survive as the bow is now underwater and many of the lifeboats have already launched. Captain Smith and designer Thomas Andrews go down with the ship, looking... Unblinkingly at you, Bruce, just looking at you for no reason, just eyeballs to you.
0: And around 15 minutes later, the Titanic goes face down, ass up.
1: That's the way we like to serve. No,
0: Nash, no. Stop. Can't afford it. Look, we're not in great shape here, mentally, ecumenically.
1: Anyway. The bow is underwater, all the lights go out, and it makes it nearly straight up in the air before the pressure causes the ship to snap like a biscotti.
0: Biscotti? What, what white nonsense is this?
1: The bow snaps away and goes about Mach 10 to the ocean floor, ripping itself to pieces as it goes. The stern falls back onto the water, and for a few moments everyone on the lifeboats and just those like four people that are still alive in the water think it might float on its own. But nope. No, no. Two minutes, it dips and joins the other half of the ship in Davy Jones' locker. Aww. Bye, girl.
0: Hey, that means it's time for...
1: Black death, polio, spontaneous combustion. Dying comes and after death comes decomposition. It may seem sad and also gross, but here you are and here's your host, not an actual Dr. it's medical. Medical. That's with
0: Dr. Angel. What the hell, dude? It was not my best moment.
1: Okay, well, Tom already played the song, so. Come on. We're talking about death, baby. Great. Now we've broken Josh.
0: Ooh, bummer. Okay. Here we go. Medical facts. Hang on. Shaking off the rust here. All right. Drowning. Oh, no. Drowning has four stages. First, you're in the water holding your breath. Now, normally when you breathe, your body takes in oxygen from the air and excretes just mm, Mm. carbon dioxide. If you're not breathing continuously, you can build up CO2 in your body, which, to put it medically, is no bueno. Eventually, your blood becomes overwhelmed by CO2 buildup from not breathing, in a process called hypercapnia, and your brain tries to force you into bringing in new air, so it makes you gasp. Now, if you're on land, you might get a little, little dizzy from the sudden influx of oxygen, but if you're underwater, guess what? You got a lung full of water now. <laughs> At this point, your brain is like, mm, that doesn't seem right, and your trachea closes the valve to your lungs to stop more water from entering. This process is called spasm, But since you're still trying to get air and asphyxiating, this often means that in a panic, you're going to bring lots of water into your Mm tum-tum. After that, the lack of oxygen to the brain means cardiac arrest, and then ultimately, brain death. If you stay completely submerged, this process generally happens within 10 minutes.
1: Roughly the same amount of time that Angel spent telling you all that. Fuck you.
0: (sighs) But the victims of the Titanic, there was also an additional layer to this.
1: Okay, so medical facts for the whole rest of the episode then? Quiet, you.
0: Hmm. The ocean on April 14th, 1912 was very enjoyable. We might even say balmy. Hmm. Twenty degrees Fahrenheit or negative 2 degrees Celsius. Both of them not great. No. So some of the victims died within a minute or two of cold shock, which is the reaction of sudden temperature drop. Basically, you hit the water, you panic a little, you put some water in your lungs, and your blood pressure goes way up. And you have a heart attack. And, big bang, boom, hello, Valhalla! The other cold water death is cold incapacitation, which means your body tries to protect your core, so your limbs become incapable of movement, and you fatigue, you lose consciousness, and then, well, you just drown! You just, yeah. you just slowly sink huh. to the bottom of the ocean, where your body will be polarized by pressure, and the fishies will enjoy your body, and the parasites will love you!
1: la, la, la... la. Honestly, I figured it was going to be hypothermia.
0: Well, some people definitely died of that, yeah. 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 But not the folks in the water without flotation devices. See, hypothermia takes a while to set in. So, our friends on the ocean aren't living long enough to qualify.
1: Oh, well, that's better? Better?
0: I mean, it's better than suffering? Question mark? But all in all, Nash, it was probably pretty shitty. Especially considering the folks in the water were disproportionately third-class passengers.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. So it's about 3.30 a.m. when the Carpathia arrives on the scene to do a rescue, and it fires its rockets to announce itself. That gets seen by the Californian, who start to wonder if maybe things weren't fine at the Titanic after all. But it's
0: been too late for pretty much everyone who has been in the water since the ship sank over an hour ago. Yikes. And a few of the lifeboats performed rescue searches, but others were too afraid to be overwhelmed and capsized by people clambering onto the boats.
1: It takes the Carpathia several hours to pull in all the lifeboats and get the people on board. When Bruce Ismay gets pulled in, he immediately sends a telegram to the White Star Line offices to be like, Hey guys, heads up, just to, just letting you know.
0: <laughs> guys, hear me out. <laughs> we did a sink.
1: Turns out, ship was very, almost incredibly sinkable.
0: Just Some say too sinkable. <laughs> Who on earth could have predicted this outcome?
1: Who indeed? Well... I guess that brings us to Fun Facts with Nash. I bet you've been sitting there like, why aren't there enough lifeboats? And I'm going to tell you that. But before I do, I bet you were also like, are they going to address the biggest plot hole in the history of plot holes? And I'm here to tell you, yes. We've done some
0: market research on this. We've actually done a lot of background work. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: We bought a door. That's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We bought a door. Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying.
1: Yeah. And here's what science tells us. Buoyancy is a thing. Did you hear about this? Buoyancy? Yes. Could they both have fit on the door? A hundred percent. Yes. They would have absolutely both fit on the door. Would the door have continued to float if they both sat on it? No, absolutely not. No, sorry. No, no, no.
0: So the next time someone gives you some sass about how Rose could have just moved over to the Mangel and Nash do their
1: homework. We didn't do it in school, but we do it now. I had more problems with the fact that she pushed his body into the water and just, like, moved on. Like, at least when you get rescued, see if you can bring him with you and bury him. Like, was his dick game not good enough for that? You just made a mess in some dude's car. and You just, like, moved right the fuck on.
0: Just float away. Join the CB Renault-type car.
1: In about 86 years, I'll throw a piece of a locket at you for some reason.
0: Just real mad. I would I have, first of all, I would have stolen the locker. I'd be like, man, fuck you,
1: bitch. You're about to die. Push her right over.
0: I would have pushed her over. I would have been like, is anybody else going to be mad about that? Like, they, they charge him and it's like, how old was this lady? Throw her. Dude, you're fine. Get him out of the cuffs.
1: I don't know what happened. We just lost Ethel. I don't, right overboard.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How. I know nothing. All in all, Nash, this is by far one of your weirdest fun facts. And you decided to waste it. Our season premiere. Yeah an episode of mythbusters.
1: But I look great with this mustache.
0: You know you do. You yeah, really, do. really and do. It works. It does.
1: Right. Okay, so lifeboats. So there are 20 lifeboats on the Titanic. At full capacity, they could fit 1,178 people. Uh
0: 1,178? Yeah. Didn't you say earlier they're like
1: Yeah, 2,224. Yes. Mhm.
0: Which means
1: Yeah, correct. Okay, so in a at, at best Full sinking situation, over a 1,000 people are going to die.
0: <clears throat> okay, um, quick follow-up question. Sure. Why? Okay,
1: did I interrupt medical facts? No, so hush. The law at the time requires lifeboats by ship tonnage, but because it's dated from 1894, it only goes to 10,000 tons. Titanic is a record breaker, and it weighs 46,328 tons, so she requires... 16 lifeboats, the same as any other ship at or over that tonnage, despite obviously being able to carry many more people than ships at 10,000 tons.
0: Didn't you say the Titanic has like 20, though?
1: It sure does. So it carried an extra four. In the original plans, it was going to carry 32, but in the design phase, it thought that the deck looked too safe. And the boats obscured views of the open ocean. So it gets reduced down. But the thinking at the time wasn't that the boats would be used to get everyone off the ship at once. Most sinkings before the Titanic, which they thought was unsinkable, they took time, meaning the lifeboats could be used more than once to ferry all the passengers to their new rescue ship.
0: Wow, how sustainable of them.
1: So sustainable.
0: Just, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle.
1: <laughs> oh shit, yeah, that's what it was. It's not even that there aren't enough boats to save everybody. That's the reason we get a slightly over 30% survival rate. There's nearly no safety training and no lifeboat drills, so the crew is completely inexperienced with launching the boats and what the protocols are. The first boats leave the ship roughly half full, and two of them don't even hold passengers. One of them collapses down the side of the ship, and the other is too close to the bow, and it sinks before it can actually launch.
0: I think this has been your worst fun facts.
1: Hashtag yes.
0: Just the worst.
1: (laughs) I strive to make them worse every single episode.
0: You're doing a great job, kid.
1: Uh, one more quick one if you want.
0: You know, I want to say no, but the script says and I say yes.
1: Everyone knows the Titanic is on the bottom of the ocean floor, which has been pretty inconvenient for us to study, actually, but it's being made even more inconvenient because it's currently disappearing. I'm sorry? Water is the universal solvent, meaning it can and will dissolve anything. And in addition to being dissolved, the Titanic is also enjoying being eaten alive by algae and marine life. Researchers estimate the shipwreck only has another decade or so to make it before it straight up does not exist.
0: Oh, good. All right. Well, I'm sure conspiracy theorists won't make
1: anything of that. And on that very true note... That's the episode. A special thanks to you, our favorite listener. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rate and review would also be nice. Oh,
0: You can also follow us at Instagram and Twitter.
1: I'm at Gorilla Jokes. And I'm at It's Nashflin. And of course, follow the podcast at Death and Friends Podcast. Want to become an official member of the Skeleton Army? Yeah. Join us on Patreon. We use it to cover our sound guys' medical bills. In order to properly write medical facts, we expose Dom to all the illnesses and ways to die we talk about on the show.
0: Yeah, but though, he's like a real strong swimmer.
1: Yeah. I'm, um, kind of surprised, actually. I'm, it's impressive, to be honest. Oh. Ugh. Dude, the water's 75 degrees.
0: God. God damn it. Jake. Jake! <sighs> No, don't get in the pool, too. Josh is in the pool, <sighs> Speaking of Patreon, let's thank our listeners at the Brendan Fraser level.
1: Hey, John, are those eyebrows new? Check it out at patreon.com slash deathandfriends. Also, we've got a website now. It's deathandfriends.org. Join us as we make the entire internet worse.
0: <laughs> yes. Now, everybody, today's episode was a wee bit heavy, and we try to make fun of it, but death is tricky to talk about. Remember something super important. Because we know this stuff is a little tricky. Remember that you are loved, you matter, and if you don't want to be your own friend, we will happily be your friend.
1: Our hearts will go on.
0: Until next time, Skeleton Army, stay spooky. Love you. you are. Nash, we can't pay for this. <laughs> This has been a Navery Inc. podcast. Go to naveryinc.com for more details. Executive produced by Jacob Duffy Halbleib. Audio design by Dominic Guanzon. Themes and transitions
1: by Amy Doe. The fuck is a knave? Remember this is a comedy podcast? Don't use it in your research papers.
0: I don't think we have to do the whole thing. I'm sorry, what?
1: I don't think we have to do the whole thing.
0: Oh, Gets sorry. me in the mood, but fine. No, it's no, fine. Yeehaw! Okay, that's it. All right. <laughs> Death. Welcome back, skeleton army. My name is Angel, and this walking, talking disaster—this <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> actual plague. Death. That so you need to paint the picture.
1: Thanks. I love it when you say that.
0: So, so you're gonna paint the picture. It's right?
1: April Fourteenth. Death. What if we miss something? Sorry? What if we miss something, like out in the ocean? Oh, I
0: thought, I thought you were literally asking me, what if we miss something? It's in the script.
1: Death? <laughs>
0: the Titanic is built and operated by the fucking worst time. Go ahead.
1: It's founded in 1845. <laughs> that
0: felt too mean, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> no, no, I think it was good. Hang on, I, now that I've read the sentence like eight times, I'm going to... Death? If you're wondering if white star lens still exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, It was the little middle finger Like me (laughs) Because my fingers are dumb And small and stupid This means nothing to anyone
0: I mean not anyone
1: Well For the right girl
0: (laughs) No I was gonna say One drunken night That's why you have kids (laughs) Mm? (laughs) The boy G-spots in the butt Death? You'll stop uh, tape And he like kind of rewinds It's like God damn (laughs) I know Apparently, they got him. I don't know what that means.
1: Cool. Death?
0: Belfast. B- Belfast. Belfast. Belfast Belfi- 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 was a large shipping port in the day. But there was simply no place to build the biggest ship that the world had ever seen. So they spent the next two years literally redrawing the land and the port in order to prepare for the Titanic to even be built. Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. <laughs>
1: A purge. Death?
0: But there was simply no place to build the biggest ship in the... Why do I want to keep saying in the world?
1: (laughs) The biggest ship in in the the world. world.
0: (laughs) You're the baddest ship in the world. You're the biggest ship in the world. You're diabetic. Okay, um...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Diabetes.
0: Diabetes.
1: Death? In case you were wondering if all problems could be fixed with enough money... Rich people out here redrew Ireland's map. Why am I reading it like I've never read anything before? You wrote this. <laughs> we literally read it yesterday. Fine.
0: I know. That's why I'm like, what are you doing? Death. The ship started taking on water. Four of the f- five bulkheads. Sorry. As part of the ship's. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
1: I'm trying not to cough and I'm having like an aneurysm about it.
0: Drink some water, go get- stop, stop dying. Okay,
1: go. Death?
0: You know there was an actual Titanic tombate? Death? We're traveling about 22 knots. Wait, they're British, right? Yeah. oi we're fucking traveling 22 knots no no you know, the amount the look of defeat in your face <laughs> immediately one of these days we're gonna release like a full cut recording of us on video and people the amount of times you're just looking at me and you just immediately frown is <laughs> so funny
1: i'm I'm more you're worried like, about like how many times i fidget like in while you're talking like
0: oh dude i fidget all the time you Yeah. (laughs) What happens when two ADHD people start a podcast?
1: Death? Alanis Morissette need not apply.
0: It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a lifeboat. I don't even know if that's the cadence of the song. It felt right.
1: It did feel right.
0: What is the cadence of the song? I don't even know. It's like rain. Yeah. But I can't go. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a
1: lifeboat. No. It's like 10,000 spoons when all you need is a lifeboat. It's like very shrieky. Why am
0: I doing that line? You did it way better.
1: You can put in the bloopers. It was terrible, though. It made me want to die. Death?
0: Biscotti? What, what white nonsense is this? It's not white. It's Italian. I don't know that I want that, actually. Oh, it's, <laughs> okay. It's... Oh, so it's... Tomatoey white, got it. It's not white, it's Italian.
1: Wow. Go uh, fuck yourself. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh what? well, naturally the Italians being just paragons of inclusiveness their entire goddamn lives. Oh wait.
1: Okay. Wow. All right. Well, okay. Glad that sound bite lives forever. <laughs> We're just gonna leave it. We're just we're
0: gonna leave it as is.
1: I mean, just leave it at what white nonsense is this, and then everyone can hate on us in the comments. Everyone else can say what I've already said. Got it. All the Italians will be a, like,
0: "It's under the cheese."
1: <laughs> it's under the cheese.
0: No, it's under the sauce. Sorry, it's under, it's under, the, under sauce. the
1: sauce. As an Italian, this offends me. The cheese is under the sauce. Death. I think you did okay. Both might sound a little bit funny. <laughs> It was like, oh, it's not a brood.